Good evening. I'm Rick Cottom. Welcome to Your Maryland. H.L. Mencken, we all know, was a colorful figure. Never was that more true than when he began his long and remarkable career as a reporter for the Baltimore Herald. The brash 20-year-old Mencken was assigned to cover the South Baltimore waterfront from the harbor to Fort McHenry. Working that beat, too, was a reporter for The Sun and another from The American. The latter, a man named Leander de Becker, was Dutch and proudly announced that the Dutch were the champion beer drinkers of all Christendom. Often, as the trio rushed to cover a murder or a fire, De Becker announced that it was time for refreshments and headed into the nearest saloon. Unhappily, Mencken recalled, the beers of those days, especially along the waterfront, ran only a dozen or so to the keg, and it was thus sometimes difficult for us youngsters, after two or three of them, to throw ourselves into gear again. One day, as they filled their mugs, De Becker had a suggestion. Why in hell, he said, should we walk our legs off trying to find out the name of a stevedore kicked overboard by a mule? The cops are too busy dragging for the body to ask it, and when they turn it in, maybe tomorrow or the day after, nobody will be interested in the story. The important thing here, the one that brings us vultures of the press down into this godforsaken wilderness, is that the manner of his death was unusual, that men are not kicked overboard by mules every day. He then proposed that the name of the deceased was Ignaz Karpinski, that the name of his widow was Marie, that his age was 36, that he lived at 1777 Ford Avenue, and that he'd left 11 minor children. That seemed like a wonderful idea to Mencken, and what's more, it worked. The three all-filed stories with the same personal details of the fictional Ignaz Karpinski, the man kicked overboard by a mule. Their editors were delighted at the reporter's diligence and accuracy. No one knew the whole thing had been cooked up over beers in a waterfront bar. If this seems astonishing, Mencken assures us that they never made up stories out of whole cloth. If, for example, The Sun, The Herald, and The American all ran a story about a mad dog biting 20 children down at the point, there was a mad dog somewhere. And if they ran a story of an immigrant ship recently docked that contained 15 sets of twins born on the voyage, the ship did contain one actual set of twins. The three bathed in editorial accolades for a time, then De Becker took another job and Mencken was promoted to the city hall beat, where he met the son's Frank R. Kent, a young man about his own age. The two got along well, and Mencken introduced Kent to DeBecker's system. But the American brought in a wily, experienced reporter named Walter Alexander, who knew more about City Hall than the younger men and who wouldn't go along with their scheme. He wrote his own stories closer to the truth and threatened to expose Mencken and Kent. One week he let us have it daily with both barrels, and we got in trouble with our editors, Mencken recalled. There was, of course, only one remedy, and we were forced into it in haste. Mencken and Kent met every afternoon in Riley's alehouse opposite City Hall and concocted one fake story after another. Their details were impressive, and the city accepted them as gospel. For a week or two, Alexander tried to blitz and baffle us with real news beats, Mencken said, but when we proceeded from one fake a day to two, then three, four, and even more, he came in asking for terms, and thereafter the three of us lived in brotherly concord, with Alec turning up most of the news and Kent and I embellishing it. Kent and Mencken moved up the newspaper ladder. Alexander remained at City Hall, and time after time scooped their successors with real stories until the wealthy son hired him away from the American. He went on to gain fame and adulation in Baltimore and was once proposed as a candidate for mayor. When finally he died, Mencken tells us, the flag at City Hall was lowered to half-mast. So all was well that ended well, except that maybe you shouldn't believe everything you read in the papers. (laughs) 